Hi, Alex. <laughs> Hi. All right, ponies. She doesn't even want to discuss ponies with me. Oh, no. <laughs> Why? I know a lot about ponies. She can name 20 ponies now. I honestly, at some point, want Alex just to come over and just be like, Hi, I am Bria's wife. This is what I think about ponies. And give me, like, a two-minute, like, like, what does Alex actually truly think about ponies? I didn't, like, let her go away. No. Ponies. I named I more than 20. I think I got 23. That's true. You even have a pony lunchbox, so. Uh, don't tell me that. <laughs> you do? Yeah, she does. Alex. I got her one for her for her like snacks at work. Alex, you're secretly a brony, aren't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's pony time. Pony time. I never thought this is what friendship could be. Oh, <laughs> my little pony, my little pony. I'll send you some sound clips if you don't have them. Oh my gosh, yes, like Dropbox them to me or something. Yes, every time Cora comes on on the screen, well, when she came on last season, it was like, she's an evil enchantress and she does evil things. <laughs> she's an evil enchantress and she does evil dances. And if you look deep in her eyes, she will put you in trances. Then what would she do? She'll mix up an evil brew. Then she'll gobble you up in a big tasty stew. So, watch out. Two True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades, hosted by Hope Molnax, talking like a man and fangirling like a lady since 2010. brand new episode of Hope of All Traits. My name is Hope Molinax. I'm so happy that you're with us today. I'm so excited for this episode. I've been wanting to record this episode and like trying to find like the perfect the perfect friend who can make the magic of friendship come out and record this episode with me. And so I have the very lovely Bree from the other side of the mirror with me. Hi. <laughs> I gave you a nice build up. It was, it was really nice. It was. So uh, for anybody who hasn't heard uh some of my once upon a time episodes uh brie's been a guest on my show before but do you want to tell a quick little intro about your podcast and what you do uh, i actually have two podcasts now oh yeah you do have two podcasts now i had two podcasts with soon more coming and have cat um <laughs> i have other side of the mirror which i do with alex and we talk about once upon a time and it's got a little bit of bent towards Regina, but it's also, we basically started framing our podcast talking about the way female villains are perceived versus male villains. But after a while, we've kind of evolved into discussions of TV, fandom, et cetera. It's a lot of fun. We are about to record our 60th episode. <gasps> Congratulations. And then, 
Thank you. And then I just really, we just released a podcast for Netflix is Orange is the New Black. And it is called The Lich Line. And it is at lichline.com. And Other Side of the Mirror is at othersideofthemirror.com. And they're both in iTunes. So you said that you're, you have soon more to come. Do you want to give me a little preview? Because I hadn't heard of this. We're working on an all different, like a multi-show podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to to do a book-related podcast and then possibly a Disney-related podcast, though that's far on the back burner. That would still be fun, though. I know. It, it will be. We have, a, we have a pretty unique take on it, so. Cool. And if you don't know um, or have missed the announcements, Bree and her wife Alex, who's also on the podcast, uh, on Other Side of the Mirror, actually all her podcasts, um, they're... <laughs> I know. Shut up. I'm sick. I have excuses for sucking today. <laughs> so uh, they're going to be in Chandicon and be on the panel. Yes. And as of right now, our panel is at Chandicon at Sunday. We're going to see if we can finagle some. And Enchanticon's a once upon a time podcast. There's a lot of great actors going to be there. Like Keegan's going to be there. Mr. Sabarge is going to be here, who's the nicest person I've ever met ever in my life. Um, I'm really sad that Chad Michael Collins is not coming. Makes me really sad because... Well, for personal stuff. And then uh, we just got announced that Ethan Embry is joining us. And Lee Arnberg, if you've seen parts of the Caribbean, he uh, was one of the awesome pirates and stuff. So it's going to be a really fun weekend. We're going to party hard. <laughs> That's just so an understatement. <laughs> so I, I have to wonder if Oncers can party like Sherlockians. Because at 221Bcon, the bar ran out of booze. Oh my. I yeah. don't know. We had Sherlockians starting to drink at like 10 a.m. and like literally drinking all day. Like we to like we ran out of booze in the bar and they had to like go get more. Oh my. Um, I'm not sure on that. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it, Wonsers, because us Sherlockians can drink. All right, so uh, talking about Little Pony because you know it's become a thing recently with the new gen coming back and everything, and it's. You see bronies, and you can't go to conventions without seeing bronies. So I wanted Alex specifically on the show because this is really my first experience with My Little Ponies. But she, I'm not, you grew up with My Little Pony, right? I did. I'm old. You're not old. You're perfect. <laughs> but um, I wanted to get a take of on this new generation from somebody with an older take on it. <laughs> I said older. <laughs> and so my first question for you is, Alex... Since I don't know the older gens, and I'm going to put in my input after you, what do you think draws people to this new show? Uh, I'm Bree. <laughs> what? I'm Bree. Oh, I had to say Alex. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Bree. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm sick. You know, I have an excuse to suck. I know. Um, you know, I think a lot of people started watching it because of its heritage being created by Lauren Faust, who did... Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which I really, really liked. You know, from, yeah, and then Craig McCracken, you know, they're they're together, and he did Powerpuff Girls. But I think also it's a cartoon that is kind of the antithesis. Ah. It's a cartoon that is like the antithesis. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a cartoon that's a, that is the antithesis of... <laughs> Everything that children's entertainment is right now, I think, you know, especially with like the Disney 
shows. I mean, SNL even did a did a sketch where they parried Disney, and it was like the Disney acting school where you can learn how to be disrespectful to disrespectful to a parent, and you can do this, and you can do that, and you can get in hilarious shenanigans. And I think the part of, that is so appealing to My Little Pony is the fact that it's a show that teaches you to celebrate who you are. We have six characters that are vastly different from each other, yet are friends. Um, before Equestria Girls, it wasn't about being popular or having friends. And also you have this this main character, well, one of the main characters, Twilight Sparkle, has to learn what friendship is. And, you know, in by proxy, then the children and adults learn what friendship is when they watch the shows. But it's not saccharine, like the lessons of, say, the Care Bears in the 80s. Or it was like sharing is good, and you know it's it's not like that. It's it's a lot different, and it's fun. It's entertaining, and they obviously throw in adult references. I mean, I've seen references to the Big Lebowski, and they had an Andre Agassi pony, which just rocked my world. I thought that was hilarious, and they've had some Ren and Stimpy references and all kinds of things. So, I think it's got a good universal appeal, and of course, you know, merchandise for little children. So. Merchandise for adults, man. I work at a Hot Topic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking about, like, the 17 different versions of Celestia that you can buy at the store. Oh, that's true. I mean, yeah, I, I kind of see it that way, too. I um, What drew me into it, because I, I came into watching My Little Pony kicking and screaming, because I was like, there's a moment where I finished the part one of the season, op- like, the show opener, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I watched My Little Pony. I can't believe I'm clicking on episode two. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, there's just something about it, and the way my friend described it is just sometimes when you're having a really hard day, sometimes it's good to watch a show where the outcome is always good. It's escapism. Yeah. Like, things always work out with them. And I, I really love all the cultural references put into you. Like, you mentioned the Big Lebowski. I'm thinking Dr. Hooves being a Hoovian, so... Oh, yes. I would really love an episode with Dr. Hooves, but they would never be able to get that out of Stephen Moffat's, like, grubby hands. I shouldn't say grubby. He's one of my personal heroes up there with Eddie and Adam. So, anyway. Um, But, yeah, I I really love all the culture stuff, too. And the songs are really well written. There's really not a lot of bad songs in it. No, actually, there's some songs that are kind of on par with, you know, Broadway musicals, the... The st- Stitch by Stitch. I can't remember the original name of the song, but that oh, one... Oh, The Art of the Dress? Yes, The Art of the Dress is kind of like... it's it's It is like a Broadway production, and especially the gala. I mean, that's a grand production number. Dude, the ma- I, I know you haven't seen it, but there's an episode called The Magical Mystery Cure. It's the season finale of season three. Oh my god, like, the, it's a it's a rock opera. They have, like, seven or eight songs in a 30-minute band. Wow, I need to check that out. It's a Netflix, really, really awesome episode. And the songs, especially, like, in the opening and the and the middle, they're just really good. <laughs> those were my favorite songs, probably, of all three seasons. Yeah, I don't know what my favorites are yet. I'd have to get back to you on that. I really like Art of the Dress, and I love Evil Enchantress, and I like R- Winter Wrap-Up. Oh, see, this day, like, with the evil Enchantress Girl, that was my favorite until Magical Mystery Cure came along. Yeah. I I don't know. I wish they'd make a soundtrack, but I don't know if they're going to be able to. I can... I Okay, whisper. I can send you some. 
because I have a bunch of My Little Pony songs. I kind of bootlegged them, but it's okay. Oh, yeah, I have them, too. Okay. <laughs> well, then, damn it, Brie, I'll try to be nice to you. <laughs> it's, uh, I just mean, like, an official one with, like, yeah. liner notes. But, you know, the, the book has, the wonderful Elements of Harmony book has all the liner notes with lyrics. And I'm holding it as if it's, this is a video podcast. And I'm like, Vanna White. And I'm like, look, it's a book. You can hold it. It has pages. So, anyways. Well, let's talk about merchandise, because you wanted to talk about merchandise a little bit. Yes, there's a lot of merchandise. Yeah, I had no idea how you wanted to talk about merchandise. You just committed me that, so I went, okay. Well, Bree, you take it away, then. It's kind of fascinating what ponies get merchandise. Okay. In the original roots of My Little Pony, and during G1... There were, like, the core characters. There were Firefly, Cotton Candy, the Fun and Purses, and such. But then they had some characters that were on merchandise, like, the Sunday Best Ponies were on, like, a sleeping bag. Or there were banks of certain ponies, and then they had, like, porcelain ponies, and that were actually two ponies that were getting married. Weird. And, and then in G2, the reincarnation of Milo Pony in the, in the late 90s or I guess early 2000s didn't bombed pretty much in the in the US uh, did very well in the UK they had some weird things and they mainly just kept on using the same pony over and over so they, they, they were already getting away from that trend of using different different characters because like one of my favorite g1 characters is Northstar, and she's on like three things so then we go to g3 and it was all rainbow dash and pinkie pie and when they did g4 they kind of followed that it's either the main six rainbow dash and pinkie pie or it's like the fringe characters that aren't on the show much that people love like um trixie and dr hooves dj pone three Yes, yes, DJ Pwn 3, especially DJ Pwn 3. We'll talk about that later with the exclusive figure that was at Comic-Con. And That's a cool um, figure, though. We got we got one in our store, and we gave it away as a contest. And I got to, like, as a contest piece, and I got to see it lit up and everything. That's, that's a pretty damn cool vinyl. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, and then, of course, Derpy. You know, there's very ter- tertiary characters that are featured prominently on merchandise and you know Luna Luna's my favorite and she's not on much she's not on much at all there aren't like any lunch boxes with her on it and it's weird because you think that you know it being Princess Celestia and Princess Luna there would be things with them but heck we couldn't even get a real white Princess Luna or Princess Celestia for like a year and a half to two years because they kept on selling her as pink, even though she's white on the show. So. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, like, seeing what kind of merchandise comes out for the main six, though. Because I know we were just talking uh, at work the other day, so we got all the little do-it-yourself My Little Pony costume kits. And they have, like, ears and, like, Rainbow Dash and Fluttershy have wings. And they have, like, tails. And it's just, like, a little do-it-yourself kit. But mm-hmm. the thing is, there's no, there's no Applejack. And I was looking at it, I was like, we don't have an Applejack. And my boss looks at me and goes, well, she's the least popular of the main six, so we don't sell much of her stuff. And we even have a little rubber bracelet that has all of them but Applejack on it. You know, that's so strange because she is one of the few 
Well, she is actually really reminiscent of G1 Applejack. Yeah. Who is one of the originals, very original ponies from 1982-1983. And the name Applejack has survived several generations of ponies. And her design is very, very similar to the old one. So that's weird. I wonder if, if she just, if it's multi-generation fans like her more than just single FIM fans. I don't know. That That is strange. Yeah. Like, especially since I really love Applejack. And she, and, uh, we were talking about how Sweetie Belle of the Cutie Mark Crusaders wasn't very popular either. So we probably wouldn't get much merchandise with Sweetie Belle, but we'll get stuff of the other two Cutie Mark Crusaders. Yeah, Scootaloo. People really like Scootaloo. So, I but... like them all, though, for different reasons. Uh, see, I'm one of those people that, unless I really hate a character, I'll like all characters pretty equally, but just for different reasons. Yeah, sometimes I, I like the character, but I don't like how they're being used. Yes. But that's for a different TV show discussion. Yeah, yeah that was pretty much your last episode of your podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, there's been some really interesting merchandise, and there's been some very banal merchandise we i like the trading cards those were kind of neat um i went to the my little pony fair in july and they had representatives there from well hasbro had canceled but they had representatives from interplay the card company and that was really cool because they had they had all these really neat cards but they had also put out original taken the original artwork from hasbro and made these special edition postcards but then there were these really cool plush. They had really some of the best plush they'd had. And then they had, but then they had like little plush ponies that were also purses. <laughs> <laughs> like those little dog purses? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. And the art, like I wish there was more art. You know, I, when I went to the fair, I bought two prints from somebody, one of Luna and one of Trixie that mod- was modeled after original Houdini poster. And I was like, man, they should release more art because the posters are always like the same things or it's the fan art's always better. It's I guess it's the universal rule of Internet is fan art is always better. I mean, yeah. I know it is for a lot of the shows I watch. I kind of wonder, I wonder if there's a different trend now with how things are going. Because, like, we just got that dress I sent you. Uh, I sent Bria a text of a My Little Pony dress. And it had all the Gen 1 ponies on it. And it was a dress that we were selling. And I wanted to, your take on it. Because my manager looked right at that and said, no one's going to buy that dress. And I asked him mine. He was, and he said, because our customer base is Gen 4 ponies. That has Gen 1 ponies on it. Well, that's interesting because... When I was, I don't know, right after, right out of high school, there was a time when Hot Topic was selling, they were selling merchandise that was, like, celebrating original characters. I still have, I had, like, they had Care Bear shoelaces, and they had a couple things that had ponies on them, and I think one of them was, like, a cell phone case back when people carried Nokias and actually needed cell phone cases, um, and then it has, like, a Firefly embroidered on it but and then they also sold the g2 on car um keychains on cards when g2 was around in hot topic and now it's like you're right they don't have that much g g1 stuff but when they do release it it does well like the the one shirt that target had that said ponies forever 
and had um it was a g1 pony i saw so many people wearing that at the pony fair and who people who were both fans of g1 and g4 but that dress is just kind of weird like i was on one of my boards and people were like this dress is unique it doesn't even match up it it doesn't it's 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 a really weird dress there's some really cute stuff that's g1 there's i don't know i don't know what website it is but there's one where they made like a little it looks like a page from a yearbook mm-hmm. and it's photos of the ponies and it's like most popular most this most that and it's g1 and it's really cute and then there's a lot of g1 merchandise um sold on i think it's dazzle.com where you can buy like phone cases and binders and such and you know that's i think that dress is just a bad idea though that dress also features the sunday best ponies was there uh, anything else about merchandise I'm seeing? Like, I know one thing trend I see in my store is a lot of people will come in and they, they're, they're like, you know, our age and they grew up with the early ponies and now they're, they're getting their children into the new generation. So mm-hmm. I'm seeing that a lot. Like, a lot of them will buy, like, pony stuff for them, like shirts or the vinyl collectible figures, and then they'll buy the little stuffed animals for their kids. And I think that's another reason why this generation is doing so well. Yeah. I like that they started making more like toy things that weren't just the plastic vinyls. Um, you guys have the Funko figures. Mm-hmm. And those are neat. Those are really popular on my um, pony board. Their people are always like talking about the new one that's coming out or, you know, showing off this exclusive variant that's going to be at such and such con or whatever. And I. And I like that they're also having books. It's kind of cool, but sometimes I think that some of the merchandise is more skewed toward the male fandom. When this fandom, in especially G1, G2, G3, we did have guys in the fandom. It was skewed a lot towards females, though. And we repeatedly asked Hasbro, Hasbro for things, and they would be like, uh, no. And then when Friendship is Magic came along... They started churning out a lot of things, but they were all of, like, characters, like, the tertiary characters, like, Derby, or DJ Pwn3. One beef that we I have is that during the Pony Fair, which had been going on for several years, and Hasbro had always done a special figure just for the Pony Fair. Like, when they did it in San Francisco, they had a pony named Trolley, and she had, like, Trolley on her, and then they had this really pretty... Um, peacock pony and all these different special they were called art ponies and they did them also in the g3 style for comic-con there's like a superhero one there's one where she's part evil on one side she's a villain on one side and a superhero on the other but last year and this year they did fim figures and the exclusive figure that people who at the fair who have been going to the fair for years which was celebrating all generations of ponies paid, you know, to get this exclusive figure and then it turned out to be Derpy. And then this year we thought since it was the 30th anniversary of My Little Pony that they were going to do something kind of cool. They were going to maybe like re-release, make a, make a version of an old pony in the G4 form. And then it turned out to be the GJ Pony 3 that they said was limited edition, but you can still find it for sale on their website. Or you could as far as, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, 
it almost felt kind of like a slap in the face to an old collector. Because it was like, we've been supporting your brand for so many years. And you don't, you know, you, you this was the, the Pony Fair was the, you know, people have been putting this on before FIM existed. And the people that were excited about FIM before it came on were people who were on my pony board who were like, oh, look at this new screenshot that just got released. Look at this new commercial that got released. And they were supporting the brand then. And then Hasbro goes and releases an exclusive figure that's just GJ Pwn 3. And so people who bought their ticket to the fair and bought, bought the ticket packs to include the figure, some of them, I think, were kind of dismayed that even on the 30th anniversary for My Little Pony, this was it. And then to top it off, then Equestria Girls came. And that was to celebrate the 30th anniversary of My Little Pony by turning them into humans. So... I have mixed feelings about Equestria Girls, but we'll get to that one. I haven't seen it. Um, the dolls are kind of cute. I don't know. Like, I don't like dolls, and they're not ugly, but they're not... They're, like, cutish. <laughs> I'll give you a nice little rundown of the Equestria Girls in a bit. But I think the most important thing that Hasbro does need to do, but also the fans kind of need to do as well, is merchandise is so important for the show. It's actually what gives them the, rev- the revenue to make it next season. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, we talked about that one time at Dragon Con. Like, if you want to see a new season of My Little Pony or for any show, go and buy the merchandise. Because it's a physical number that they can see. Like, oh, if we release this kind of book and we sell, like, so many thousand, that's a big, like, an actual number of viewers as well. And it gives them the money back they need to like buy better props and well I'm talking like other shows now, but like when it comes to them buy better programs to make more and better episodes and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really important to buy merchandise and so even though some of it does get derpy, I, I always try to get some to help generate that revenue for a show. Oh yeah, I mean I I have well just as I can see, I have the book next to me, The Elements of Harmony. I have two pony lunchboxes. I just bought another puzzle the other day. And I have most of the G4 figures. So, you know, I just I just wish that sometimes that there was more variation in the merchandise. Especially with the actual toys themselves, where it's like Rainbow Dash with hat and Pinkie Pie with black balloons. I don't know. I just wish I was wish there was more. Mm. Let's talk about the main six. Okay. So these are our main girls. There's Rainbow Dash, Twilight, Pinkie Pie, Fluttershy, Rarity, and Applejack. Did I say Applejack twice? I don't know. So out of the main six, who's your favorite? Just curious. I would say out of the main six, I think I like Rarity the most. But they all have characteristics that I like. But I think Rarity, and I, I, I like to enjoy, I like to watch her a lot. I can see it, like being a fan of your uh, Once Upon a Time podcast and how much you talk about the Evil Queen's garments and costumes. <sighs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Rarity would Rarity would make the best. Have you read Outfit any of the comics? Hmm? Have you read any of the comics? I have not. I need to get them. I'm, I'm a crappy fan. Um, I wanted to get them in digital, but then I thought, oh, I'll wait until they get 
available in a bound graphic novel because that's how I like to consume my comics. I don't like to just buy them individual issues because then they get lost or destroyed. Oh, you're in my waiting house. for the trade paperbacks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, because recently in the comics, uh, 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 Nightmare Moon came back and took over Rarity and made Nightmare Rarity. I know. And there's been some the G1 references in the comics recently, too. Mm-hmm. There's been there's been uh, Bubbles. Bubbles and Glory, they named they named a stadium in one of the panels after the original creator of My Little Pony, Bonnie Zacherly. So it was cool. I think they also had Maple Pines from Gravity Falls in, uh, in a few panels, too. I'd have to say that of the main six, because I'm the same way. I really like all of them. Um, and for all different reasons, and Rainbow Dash was my initial favorite, but then Fluttershy really grew on me, and I really like Fluttershy. I know she's got a lot of characters that you, or characteristics that you can't help but like. But I'm actually really surprised how, like, you know, most kids like Pinkie Pie and stuff like that, and uh, and Twilight. But a lot of the teenagers that come in my store and like people my age really hate Pinkie Pie and Twilight. Really. I had one girl go, oh my god, I, I freaking hate that bitch Pinkie Pie. I just want to cut her. And I was like, that's really strong. <laughs> yeah, Pinkie Pie's on a lot of the merchandise. Like, a lot. It took a while for Pinkie to grow on me because I did find her a bit annoying first. But the more I watched her, the more I liked her. Yeah. But like, I, I can see how initially she could be annoying to someone who's not a kid. I know. Um, she it has a bit of a frenetic personality. So, I mean, either you like that or you don't. She's growing on me. She's, I mean, she's fun. I think as far as like, in, in matter of rank of liking them, it's like Rarity, Fluttershy, Applejack, Rainbow Dash, Pinkie Pie for me. And then, and then I don't know where I put Twilight, actually. Twilight flutters around on me depending on the episode. I know. Now, above them all is, is Princess Luna, so, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I would have to... Oh, I don't know who my favorite character is. Actually, Fluttershy probably is my favorite character, but outside of that, I really like Big Mac. And I really like the cute Cutie Mac Crusaders. Yeah, I do too. I love Scootaloo and Sweetie Belle. The Discord's really high up there for me as well. Yeah, people love Discord. I love Discord. Oh my god. He's fantastic. But I, I think a lot of people also don't like Twilight initially just because she's like the smart one bookworms kind of person, and... I guess people don't like nerds. <laughs> I don't know, and maybe maybe it's because initially she is kind of a, a hottie, but I mean, I'll, but it, that's the whole point of the show is she has to learn what friendship is. Yeah, if if she didn't, we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> I know, right? It's taken three years for you to learn about friendship, Twilight. Apparently, it has because she just be- finally became a princess. Yeah. I know, and that was a big old kerfuffle in the fandom, I, I imagine. I mean, from what I saw, and I mean, I even saw, like, Comet Wars break out on articles by mainstream media, <laughs> so. I'm I'm still on the fence about that and how I feel about Princess Twilight Sparkle. And my, it's not that I care that she got, like, wings and, like, became an alicorn. The problem I have with it is the way that the episode ended. It ended with them and uh, Canterlot. And so my problem is, well, I really like everybody in Storybrooke, and they've, not Storybrooke, <laughs> oh my god, Ponyville. <laughs> I really like everyone in Ponyville, and so I don't want them to leave Ponyville for Canterlot, and that's how it's looking like it's starting to set up, is that she's going to be 
Because I, I can't see her being Princess of Ponyville. Maybe she's gonna, like, have princess lessons or some nonsense. <laughs> yeah, but I just... I can't. I can't. What are some of your likes and dislikes, maybe strong episodes? Because I, I do love Rarity as well. Um, she was another character it took me a while to really love, and it wasn't until the episode where she got kidnapped by the Diamond Dogs um, that I really had an appreciation for her. And it goes back to what you said in the opening, that everybody can be themselves, and I think one of the best lessons that this show has had so far is Rarity is a girly girl, but she doesn't mean that she can't take care of herself. Um, whoa, out of the main six, like, favorite moments and episodes? Yeah. I would have to say I really like where Fluttershy, like, gets a little bit of confidence training, even though it goes overboard. And I love the episode where Rainbow Dash wants a pet. <gasps> I love that episode. With the, with the turtle. I love, I love that episode. Okay, what's your favorite Twilight one? Oh, favorite Twilight? Um, oh, gosh. There's been there's been a lot of Twilight episodes. I mean, I the ones that are coming to mind aren't really exclusively Twilight. I mean, I like the pilot. Well, I like the first you can one. Do, you can do episodes or moments. Like, what's your favorite Twilight moment? <sighs> Man, I don't. Oh, the one where like she looks like Snake from <laughs> Escape from New York. Uh, the the time the time one. <laughs> yes, that one's pretty awesome. And. Oh, and I love how she was in the where when Discord came back. Oh yes, and also Hearst Winter Eve. That was pretty awesome. The Halloween episode. Oh, and of course the mysterious Mayor Duell. I thought that was Twilight the whole time. Yes, I was surprised by a children's show. I don't care. Oh no, I was totally. I I thought it was Twilight for a while too, and I I couldn't quite figure out. It wasn't until I saw. Mary do well flying, but I was just like, oh shit, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And, of, and of course, Baby Twilight in the Cutie Mart Chronicles when they're all telling their stories. That is probably my top, like, one of my top episodes. As far as Applejack, it has to be the where she goes up against the Flim Flam Brothers. Yes, that's mine too. Yeah. And then for Rarity, uh, I would have to say where she's getting suited for success. Though I didn't like the one where she was like hobnobbing with the elite. And also I love another Fluttershy one I love is when Fluttershy's a model. That's probably my favorite rarity episode. Yeah. There, I mean, there's some really good ones. I just, cause I love how rarity was like, even though she was so jealous and stuff like that, she wanted to do so much for her friend. <laughs> I have to say my favorite Twilight one is probably a toss-up between the Canterlot wedding and the Crystal Empire. Like, those oh, yeah. four episodes set. Um, though I really like the part, because I really like the fact that she knew she would quote-unquote fail her test for Celestia when the test was actually her giving up power to Spike. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really liked her in that episode, because she was just just so smart. I And I like a smart character like Twilight. I think there needs to be more of those kind of smart girl characters where she, like, like in the fall with her friends where Applejack and Rainbow Dash are having the race, you know, she wasn't even trying to win, and I, I kind of like that about her. Like, she just wanted to do her best. And there's not a lot of characters who's, who just want to do their best. I know. that That's always a good lesson, and, and that's probably what the, the Turtle episode, the Rainbow Dash episode, taught us, too. Mm-hmm. 
you know, slow, not only just slow and steady wins the race, but just do what you do what you do best. I think as far as Pinkie Pie, it would have to be too many Pinkie Pies. I thought it was hilarious, especially how Pinkie was trying to look at that paint dry. <laughs> That's a toss up. That's one of them. And my other one would be probably the mystery on the Friendship Express. But that's only because it's the Sherlock Holmes episode. So, and I, I, I love Sherlock Holmes. I'm a total Sherlockian. And so I just, I was cracking up that entire episode when Pinky kept making the Sherlock Holmes references and like stealing the pipe and the, and the deerstalker from Twilight. Like, and I was just cracking up the entire time. <laughs> I, you know, I couldn't really get into that episode. I'll, I'll have to try again. If you watch a few episodes of BBC Sherlock or um, maybe like the Robert Downey Jr. one or something like that and then go and watch that episode because she'll just be like, oh, she's trying to be uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, but she's really Martin Freeman, except for Martin Freeman's a really awesome John Watson, so I can't say that. They were really touching a lot on the Granada series, like the old Granada series in that one. So if you're not very familiar with that, a lot of the really like big Sherlock Holmes jokes like went over. Probably, yeah. They definitely went over my head. I also thought of another Pinkie Pie episode I really liked. Um, Party of One. Yes! Oh my god, where she goes crazy? She goes crazy and there's like Madame Lafleur. <laughs> <laughs> I Rocky. Like that one. That's great. And of course, you know, anything with the Wonderbolts I love for Rainbow Dash as well. Yes, actually the Wonderbolt Academy episode is so good because she was willing to give up her dream to do what was right. I know the characters are the characters are all good. They have all really good moments. I mean, it's rare to find a cartoon that kind of holds my interest the entire season. I noticed that with some of the older, like the older adult cartoons I watch, mm-hmm. like on Fox. Sometimes I just watch it and I'm like, "What is this? I'm bored." So you should watch Gravity Falls. It's fantastic. I know I should. I need to. It's not on Netflix yet, though. I know. Uh, I know the first season just came out, so it's probably going to be on Netflix really soon. Yeah. But I don't know what my favorite Applejack one. I would probably say the Flim Flam Brothers. And actually, they're, they're, I guess they're not villains villains, but they're one of my favorite antagonists. Yeah, they're great. And I love that, you know, it reminded me of Music Man. That was awesome. See, I was like the old traveling circus vaudeville shows. Oh, I... And it also reminded me of uh, the Simpsons episode with the monorail. Oh, I don't think I haven't seen that one. Oh, so good. It, which is basically a reference to Music Man, you know, when it, when he comes in and he does that whole song and dance where he's like, "You got trouble." <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good it's a good it's a good movie and it's good references. Now, who are um, that was a nice like little roundup. What what about some of your the side characters and stuff? Who are your some of your favorite side characters? I know you said Luna. Yes. Yes. Um. Oh, I love Trixie. I love Trixie. I had to make I made sure to get her pony. I have, like, three versions of Luna, so as soon as Build-A-Bear comes out with a new one, I'm there. <laughs> I can um, just imagine poor Alex living with you. Do you have, like, a pony room that Alex just, like, does not go into? My office is my pony room. <laughs> There's not that many. There's not that many. There's just only, like, four shelves full. Um, you, know, you always make it sound like it's, like, your entire house, and if you're, like, a pony hoarder. No, Alex people... makes it sound like you're a pony hoarder. There are people that have way bigger collections than me, and she 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 thought the fair was great. She walked into the fair with me briefly and was like, "You have to buy this and this and this." Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. okay. Um, 
so I love I love Lyra. I love Lyra and Bon Bon. I love Trixie. I'm not really a big fan of Octavia. Um, I'm not... I don't know. I don't like... I like Scootaloo a lot, and I like Sweetie Belle. Apple Bloom. I mean, I, I think it... I wish... Oh, I love Granny Smith. I love oh, Big Mac. I love the entire Apple family. I know. I wish they would make action figures for them all. Just make make figures for them all. I love Silver Spoon. I love I love Mrs. Cake. Mr. and Mrs. Cake. I love or them so it's, much. Is the toys called them Dazzle Cake? That's weird. Whatever, Hasbro. Um, and I love Pumpkin and and oh gosh, what's the, what's their what's their kids' names? Pumpkin and Pound, Pumpkin and Pound Cake. Oh my gosh, they have little figures of them now. They're really cute. I don't know who else. And then I like Big Mac because and I love Miss Shirley and I really ship them together. Oh, I love Shirley. I've I have um, Shirley's been one of my favorites since G three. As far as as far as like other characters, uh, the Wonderbolts. I love, I love uh, Soren and Spitfire. They're awesome, especially when Soren eats pie. That's cute. I love Photo <laughs> Finish. I love Photo Finish. I love Fleur de Lis. <laughs> so, it could, I mean, there's a lot of really good characters. I like the way they, you know, they animate so well. They make them different. I'm okay with some of the ones that they made ponies of. Like, I like Lotus Blossom, but they only made like a really tiny blind bag size of her and i wish they'd rather done like a full-sized pony of her and of course it's not really a character but smarty pants no in the uh, may in the mayor of course <laughs> i like the mayor a lot too now we did get twilight's family at the end of season two going to season three and now we have uh cadence and shining armor and I and I love cadence and shining armor i just bought them a couple months ago i i, I bought i had to have them so what, what draws you to Luna? You said she was your favorite. You know, I don't know what it is. I've always liked villains. And I love her color scheme. And I I like, I mean, I like the, just her whole backstory. I mean, when I started watching the show, I was at like, I don't know, Big Lots or something. And I saw that they had these new blind back figures of the first season. And I never watched the show because I was... I stopped collecting for a while because, you know, when you're in college, you're broke. <laughs> yes, I understand that. I stopped doing a lot of stuff in college. Yeah, so I separated from it. And then and then I went back on the boards in, like, 2007 to try to sell some of my stuff off. And then, of course, you know, became in, into it again because that's what being online does to you. And so I picked up I picked up the figures without watching the show. And I was like, because these are cute. These are neat. And I put them on, like, the edge of my laptop. And then I watched the first episode, and I was like, Luna is badass! Luna is the most badass pony of them all. Because she's a misunderstood villain, just like Regina from Once Upon a Time. And it's just, I don't know. She's just an awesome character. And I love the way she speaks. <laughs> we must speak in the royal voice! I know, but also I've also always collected like the ponies that are celestial-themed. So like her symbol is... It fits that scheme, and so does like Trixie. And there's a whole bunch of G1, G2, G3 ponies that are all celestial themed that I have, so it kind of fits. Speaking of celestial ponies, um, what do you think about this Troll Celestia meme? Do you know Trollesti- about that? Trollestia? Yeah. I think it's it's funny. For you guys don't who don't know what the Troll Celestia meme is. Um, there's this entire, like, way of thought of 
to teach Twilight these like great like lessons of friendship and magic and stuff like that, she puts Twilight in just mortal danger <laughs> constantly when it's stuff that she could easily do herself. And and so like there's this like idea that Celestial is actually really a bad guy and like trying to like make Twilight into a bad guy, which is not true. We see that it's not true. But I mean like she really can be a bitch when there's actually stuff that she could do really easy. And then she sticks Twilight in mortal danger to get it done. Well she has to learn. <laughs> yeah, but there's a difference between like, you know, going up against Oh, there's there's one really good moment when I was just like, Really Celestia? You could have taken care of that. I don't even remember what it is, but it was it was just one of those situations that if all Celestia had to do was go poof and the world would have been okay. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a there's a theme with older mentor figures that are always making you do these impossible things and and usually you hear something like, and the mad the strength to do it was within you all along or some saccharine message like that. So it's funny that people have made a meme of of Celestia where she's trolling. Because Celestia is a big troll. She really is. Though I do like the action scenes, like whenever like they're like fighting or like no running and like in terror, stuff like that. And it's Peaky Pie, she's just almost always smiling, like running away from mortal danger is just the most fun thing to do in the world. <laughs> if you had to choose any top episodes that we might not have touched on, what would you pick as some of the other top episodes? Oh, I love the one, the Nightmare Night. Oh, yeah. And then and Pip Squeak is so enamored. But, it, you know, it actually reminds me of the um, the movie Hocus Pocus a little bit. Huh. It, just a little bit. And which is, I don't know, because I, I don't, I guess because of the, the children in mass. I don't know. Or maybe it's because there's that fan video that uses come little children from Hocus Pocus with Luna. But it, I love that episode. That's a really good episode. Um, I love the episode where the Cutie Mart Crusaders do the talent show. And they're all doing, like, the opposite of their actual talents. I know, I know. Because, you know, we already know that Sweetie Belle's talent. I mean, if you, if, if, especially if you're familiar with G3, you know what her cutie mark's probably even going to look like. Now, what, how do you think an episode would go if one of them got their cutie mark before the others? Like, how do you think that would affect the cutie mark crusaders? Well, it'd be a good, it'd be a good plot because anything where a, you know, uh, gosh, what's, the, I cannot believe I'm about to make this reference, but... Uh, are you there, Goddess Me, Margaret? You know, her her friends matured more than her, and it caused a lot of contention. And, and, and there's, a, there's a trope in children's TV shows and, I guess, tween TV shows where a friend is advancing and you're not and you feel like a loser. And then sometimes they even call you a loser because now they're like the popular kids. So I could definitely see the episode being like that. Do you think they're going to get them all at once or they're going to get them at different times? I think they should get them at different times, but maybe all within the same episode. And maybe when they're put into peril, I don't know, or, or something, some dramatic circumstances for one and, of like, them. like, Sweetie Belle, like, sings down the Timberwolves? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> or, Timberwolves are really, really cool villains, too, I just have to say. Yeah, or Ab Apple Bloom does something, I don't know. As far as other episodes, another Cutie Mark Crusaders one is Ponyland. Pony, you know, Pony Confidential with their... Yes. Yes. And, of course, I do like the Canterlot, 
candlelight weddings. Uh, Read it and weep. That's a great one. I love that one. Oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one with the where um, what's your butt? Daring do reading that book. Yeah, daring do. Some some people had some really good daring do costumes at the pony fair. So. I I kind of like um the uh, 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 Hearts and Hooves Day with Big Mac and Shirley, but that's only because I, I really like a lot of the guy characters. Like, I know this is a very girl-strong-based show, but I do like when they do have, like, guy-focused episodes, too, because there's just not a lot of guys in the show. Yeah, there really are. And, you know, I really liked the guy ponies the few times you've seen them. Like, there was one, I guess, one scene where there was, like, a uh, construction construction ponies, and I was like, that's neat. They should They should have more guy characters. And, of course, Apple Family Reunion, because I want to see the entire Apple family again. I love how, like, there's Uncle Orange and <laughs> Bad Seed and Apple Crip and Apple Blossom and Apple Apple Fritter, and I just love that. There's probably one like that's, like, Apple Butt. Apple Butt. You have to wonder how many times they had to, like, sit down and was, like, with a sheet of paper, was like, okay, so Apple, how many things are Apple something? And they just made a long-ass list. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh, it's a new Apple family member. We'll okay, back to the list. We'll cross that one off. Applesauce. <laughs> yeah, I, I just really like Big Mac. I kind of wish they would have more episodes with more guys. And that's why I was a little scared with the Equestria Girls, because Twilight had a love interest in the movie. So I saw something that he will not be making an appearance in the show. Huh. Which so I thought was a little weird, because it was it was a clear love interest. She was interested in him. He was interested in her. But then I, I heard somewhere that he probably wouldn't come to the show. But I don't rem- I saw it either on Tumblr or on an article. And I don't remember which one, so I don't know how official this statement is. <laughs> Just is it a big difference between Tumblr and an official article? Yeah, Tumblr. Tumblr is where a lot of rumors get started in fandoms. Because yeah. that's why I always like when Discord comes. It's always nice to have that male presence there. I know, when he shakes things up. Like, I have... I have a poster I just got from the fair, and it has, like, a whole bunch of the ponies on it. And then it says, and it has him, and then, like, friendship is crossed out, and it says chaos is magic. Oh, cool. Yeah, so, but, they, Big Mac is one of my favorite males on the show. I cannot believe when they made the male ponies, they kind of failed at their production, because Prince Charming has awful hair. And they didn't make Big Mac. So many people have made Big Mac. They've take they've taken like the original Big Brother ponies and they've painted them and they've redone him. And I know they would sell a ton of Big Mac if they just released him. I would love to see more like male storylines too. Um, I, I actually one of my favorite ships is Big Mac and Fluttershy. As like as as much as I love Big Mac and Cheerilee together, I really like the Big Mac and Fluttershy ship. I don't really have any ships. <laughs> No, granted, I'm not going to say I sit here and watch, like, you know, a bajillion hours of fan fiction or anything. But, like, when I see it, I'm just like, oh, they're super cute. I will say My Little Pony is one thing I haven't dove into fan fiction before. Yeah, just be careful on Google. Oh, my God, be careful on Tumblr. (laughs) No, definitely be careful on Google. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there was one time I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and read a My Little Pony fan fiction. And it was a terrible, scary experience. Yeah, I can't. I can't read fan fiction. So I thought it was not, just not gonna be like this cute little story. And I was like, 
you know, light, fluffy little thing. Oh, Pig Mac and Fluttershy have a crush on each other. I was like, oh, cool. And then I hit the, it was like the entire first chapter was just, just being cute and shy and stuff. I was like, oh, this is adorable. Chapter two, I hit the porn and I went, oh, hell no. <laughs> I read, <laughs> I did read, I did read, um, there's a video on YouTube of like, I think it's called Spiders. It's, it's I think it's We Are Spiders. And it's supposedly the worst Milo Pony fic ever. <laughs> and it is... It's awful. And it's deliberately supposed to be awful. It's like... Is it written like that one famous Harry Potter fanfiction? Yeah. Okay, it's, good. It's called Spiderses. And it's written to parody... The wiki says, It's written to parody terribly written fanfics and to highlight common cliches. So, like... Basically, Twilight asks Spike to help her find a magic spell, and then Twilight is a spider, and then Big Mac to Macintosh is a spider, and then it gets weird, and then Sp- Twilight has spider babies, and <laughs> <laughs> there's a video on YouTube of like this guy reading it in, in, in this really serious masterpiece theater voice, and it's like, the spider says. We are spiderses. <laughs> hilarious. That's fantastic. Like I, one of my favorite like memories ever of high school was sitting down with a bunch of my friends and reading that really popular Harry Potter fan fan fiction, which is still one of my favorite things that has ever been written ever. Because the uh, girl who actually wrote it was like had like an English masters and purposely wrote it bad. My immortal. Yes, that's what it's called. Yes. That's oh, that's so funny. And you know, when I was when I was younger, I would be on like um, fanfic rants on Live Journal, and I would post rants occasionally. And you would see that you would see it all the time in all these. You could like you could click into like a Disney fanfic or a Harry Potter fanfic, and you would see like she had long black hair and she was wearing you know. Uh, she was carrying a coach purse and she was wearing Quicksilver shoes. I'm like, why does all this matter? Yeah, and like they were, my, my favorite fanfic trope within the original character is their worst characteristic is that they were clumsy and they would just like fall into the guys. Fall into the guys? Yeah, because their one terrible like flaw was they were clumsy and they would trip all the time. Oh, yes, I hate that. And also when they have these really long names. Oh my and- god, yeah. And or their last would... name is a gym color. Yeah, yeah. It would be like, you know, Sarah Blue had turquoise eyes and ebony hair. And then they would go on and they would describe, like, a whole different color of the hair. And I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. What, what color is the hair again? <laughs> I used to read, um, I used to read Pony Fanfic when I was in high school, when it was just G1. And now... Actually, I remember actually emailing people at fanfiction.net and being like, can we get a pony category? And now I'm amazed at how many fanfics there are in there. And I will or will not say if I ever wrote any pony fanfic. <laughs> all, I I will say is <laughs> all I will say is that I wrote a great number of fanfic when I was a kid, as most kids do. And yeah. All of that is hidden very, 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 very well. Or buried deep, deep below the sea. Well, now you told us. And I go find Bree's fanfic, and I'll pay someone a dollar. 
<laughs> no, it's it's impossible. Um, what I did write, what I was really interested in is, is this is G1, but I really like the stories that used to come with the ponies. And I wish they would do these stories kind of like they if when they released the G4 figures because there was a G1 one for like I think it was Moon Dancer and somebody finds Moon Dancer finds someone sleeping in her flowers and then she's like ha, 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 and she put she like puts a freezing spell on her and that was printed on the back of a children's toy it's like and then there's another there's another weird one where like Munchie blinks and all the food turns into hot dogs and everything turns into hot dogs and meat. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. So, and I tried that's to fantastic. write. It. Why don't they do that for the, like the modern ones? I don't know. And I'll send you some links. And I used to try to write those kind of stories when I was a kid. Cause I thought they were weird. You don't know about it. Cause you haven't seen it yet, but I have watched Equestria girls. Oh, well, um, okay. Okay, so here's my need about Equestria Girls. I'm really glad I didn't pay to see it. <laughs> yeah. Because it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad in any sense. It, it's, it's, it's good. It's just not as great as the show. Like, it, it doesn't have the same kind of wit and humor about it and stuff like that. And the plot was very thin. Like, for example, the, the entire big conflict between all of our heroes was the fact that it was a misunderstanding that this bitchy girl told them. <laughs> yeah. And so, and after they're like, oh, wait, but she told me that. Well, she told me that, too. They're like, oh, well, guess we'll be friends again. And so after <laughs> that, the entire thing was trying to help Twilight get her crown back. Because the part when Twilight was still a pony was really good in the beginning. It's actually a really, sh it, it felt like a My Little Pony episode. And there's a lot of great moments, like, she's still trying to get used to her wings, and it's hilarious watching her roll around in bed trying to get comfortable with these brand new wings she doesn't know how to sleep with. <laughs> and I really liked the bad guy in the beginning, because she was kind of secret, and she had magic uh, in the pony world, but she suddenly didn't have that magic anymore in the human world. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get that, but she was really cool, the bad guy in the pony world, and it was really good, and then when he got to the human world... It's just kind of okay. It's nice kind of seeing, like, alternate universe moments. And one of the best moments in the world, like, in the entire movie, which they cut out the hub version. If you watch the version on the hub, it's cut out. But it's Trixie versus a vending machine. <laughs> and it's hilarious because she's like, the great and powerful Trixie will get a chocolate bar. <laughs> and, like, she, like, smacks it. <laughs> and it's a really great moment. But it's really just the human side of the story is pretty shallow. Though it has some great parts where Spike is like, Well, I'm a talking dog, and Pinkie Pie is like, I knew it! <laughs> it looked to me like it would be the plot of a Disney show. The, the human half. That's kind of how it felt. And it's which like is, misunderstanding. Yeah, which is kind of like hidden miss, because there are some great Disney shows. Like Good Luck Charlie is fantastic. And then uh, I'm still just a huge Gravity Falls fan. But it kind of felt like that. Um, and the guy, the love interest, was kind of straightforward. He was like the bad guy's like ex-boyfriend, and she still liked him, so she didn't want Twilight to have him. And he was just kind of... He played guitar, that was about as interesting as he got. Yeah, and that's kind of superficial. You know? Now, he does help her at one point where like Twilight's in trouble, and he finds like the proof in the trash can to... Like, to to make her 
you know, not in trouble. And it's kind of fun to see Celestia and Luna as humans, because they're the principal and vice principal. <laughs> and so they're kind of cool, because uh, there's a moment where Twilight comes in, she's like bowing to the principal, and Celestia's just staring at her like, what is going on? <laughs> so it has its good moments, but it's just not as great as the show. But, you know, if it happens to be on, I suggest watching it. It's not bad. It's just not great. Yeah, I'm hoping it'll be on Netflix soon. Yeah, I, I saw it on YouTube first, and that's where I watched the entire thing, and then it started playing on the hub, so... But they, they did clip out parts of the hub. And there's a point at the end where the bad guy turns into a demon. Like, literally turns into a demon, and then turns snips and snails into her demon lackeys, and they're, like, terrorizing the school. Actually, I just realized that it is on Netflix. It just got it, it a week ago or so. There you go. Yeah, yeah, because so. it's not a terrible movie. It's just not great. Now, the part that I have to wonder about is her Twilight's little love interest at the end is uh, one of the knights in Celestia's castle. And so that's why I was like, what do you mean he is not going to be in the show anymore? <laughs> I like I like that um, Celestia has those those guys that like carry her cherry and stuff. I wish they'd do a story about them more. Well, how do you mean? Well, like, I wish they'd do an episode about them. About the guys who, like, carries Celestia's chariot? Well, yeah, like, her, like, her, her, her guards. I wish they, I wish they'd do an episode about them. Like, like, the secret lives of the guards and what they do in their spare time? I don't know. Something like, maybe, Like, maybe... what would be the plot of this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Quit <laughs> putting me on the spot. Well, you said you wanted an episode. I thought you already had one planned out. No, sometimes I just say things I want, because I want them. <laughs> Maybe maybe the guards, like, save one of our main six, and then they have a moment. Because I kind of want to see what kind of boyfriend Applejack would get. Yeah. Because all the other ones, and same thing with Rainbow Dash. Like, I can see all of them having, like, you know, fairly normal boyfriends. But Applejack and uh, Rainbow Dash's boyfriends are going to have to be really tough. Applejack's would probably be, like, really hardworking, industrious. And then probably Rainbow Dash's would be, like, a thrill, a thrill seeker. I don't know, though. I would, what if it's someone that actually grounds her out more? Because kind of like the turtle episode. Oh, that's, that's true. But she already like, has the turtle. That's true. But, like, what if it's, like, a guy that actually keeps her kind of grounded? Like, what if it's an earth pony? <gasps> oh, no. She's literally her. grounded. That'd be really cool, though, because then she'd be like, okay, well, if they ever wanted to go anywhere serious with that, like, do I live in Gladsdale or do I live on here in Ponyville? Oh. Hmm. I think I could see Fluttershy being with an Earth Pony more. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that, especially since I like her with Big Mac. But at the same time, I would kind of want to see that kind of plot twist for Rainbow. That that would be neat. I mean, I'll think on that. <laughs> and then and then for Twilight, it should be a guy named Chad. And he is a really famous actor, and he likes nerdy, pudgy girls like like Hope. I mean Twilight. <laughs> no, that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll but... be okay. It'll what be okay. What if like Rarity was like a peasant? Rarity dates a peasant. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. I don't think. But she's already tried with royalty on several occasions, and has burned her pretty much every time. That's true. Fan. Oh gosh, what was his name? Um, Blood. Yes, 
I loved Blue Blood though. I thought he was awesome. He was hilarious. I know. But yeah, I like I think someone like really relatively normal. Like actually if Applejack was a boy, which I guess that would be Big Mac, that's probably not the best example. But I, I like actually that balance with Applejack and Rarity when they have together, like, you know, and they have that kind of opposites attract. So if Applejack was kind of like a guy, that kind of hardworking, blue-collar guy, I think would be really good for Rarity. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably fanfic because people do um, fem slash ships in the pony fandom. So oh, I'm yeah. sure there's something there. I know a lot of people like Rarity Shy and Apple Dash. You might want to just spend a good night looking that up. <laughs> I know. So, we have a new season coming. Is there anything you'd like to see in the new season? Well, whew. You need to finish this third season first? <laughs> you know, I've skimmed. I've skimmed and I've read through the book. Um, I do I... highly suggest the season finale because it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Well, I want to see more with... If, if we're going to force us to have Princess Twilight Sparkle, more with her... I like Flitter, Flitterheart. I want to see more of her. Who? Oh, what, what's her name? I get her name wrong. She's small and purple. <laughs> that names it. That narrows it down. Is what? What? What kind of episode is she in? I don't remember. <laughs> Hold on. Is she like a baby, like a filly, or is she like one of like older ponies? No, I don't. She's Flitter. Flitter, she's in the Hurricane Fluttershy episode. Yeah, I like seeing I like seeing them. I want to see more of the Wonderbolts again. Um, I like to see more. I want to kind of see more outside. Like I want to. We've seen Manhattan. I wouldn't mind going back to Manhattan again. I think that's so funny the way they do that with those cities named after horse puns. Yeah, they had another one that was like it was for Saudi Arabia, but it wasn't. You know, I kind of felt, got a feeling through the third season that everybody was starting to kind of get on their careers. And that's what it sort of felt like. Because um, we have uh, Rainbow Dash going to the Wonderbolts Academy. And um, Fluttershy, not Fluttershy, but uh, Twilight, you know, became a princess. And Fluttershy, you know, was able to, like, handle Discord on her own. And it kind of felt like they were kind of going towards that sort of everyone was starting to get on their own kind of paths, but they still came back and be friends. I wonder if they're going to keep going in that direction where there are times where they're kind of separated, but they still always come back to each other. You know, that was funny because I was thinking earlier, I was thinking about, well, what if we saw them, you know, kind of trying to find their careers? So it's weird that you said that because I was thinking of like, yeah, you know, Sherry Lee is a teacher and, and... You know, we know eventually that the cutie marks are going to get their... The cutie mark crusaders are going to get their cutie marks. And I guess Applejack already has a career. But... And I guess Twilight Sparkle has a career now. It's a particular Her already has one. The only part is people we really haven't seen with jobs is pretty much Fluttershy. Yeah. Because Pinky works with the cakes, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Well, I think... I think Fluttershy is kind of like, like a de facto animal nurse i guess yeah i guess she is kind of like a vet or at least i guess they give her so much money of like taxpayer dollars like when she gets beavers not to flood the town yeah it'd be cool it'd be cool if um like one of them decided to run for i think so i think this trope is is so silly but i like it when it's in an episode like one of them try to run for office of something (laughs) And they like hilarious campaigning resulted. I always love that trope. 
God, Pinky, that it needs to be Pinkie Pie. Yeah, Pinky would have a candy initiative, maybe. Yeah, like end up have like parties like like every Wednesday and every day that ends in Y. Yeah, and then I'm sure Twilight would just give these long speeches. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like her vice. Oh my God, whatever uh, first princess episode Twilight has, she needs to have like a, just an overly long speech. Yeah, and then. You know, I want to see more of Princess Luna. I would like to see more of Princess Luna in Celestia's childhood. That's a really good one. Yeah, I like I like seeing the backstories of royalty, especially if they're kind of misunderstood or, you know, not flawless or I don't know. I I mean, once upon a time I like seeing that, but it would be cool to see their childhood. I liked seeing the history of Ponyville, what we got in the um, oh, the Granny Smith episode. Yeah, well, also the Harvest one. Yeah, or the, the Winter's Hearth. I like that, and I wonder how they're gonna tie if they're gonna tie in anything about like the other generations. Because like you know, it was weird because in G one there was the ponies lived in Dream Valley. And then in G2, they lived in Friendship Acres, but there wasn't a cartoon series for it. And then in G3, they lived in Ponyville, I think. Someone probably correct me on that. <laughs> and then in G4, they live in Ponyville, Candlelight, all that. But during G1, they also had the My Little Pony Tale show where they were anthropomorphic and they lived in. Gosh, where did they live? I guess it was Ponyville again. And like in they went to school, but they walked on hind legs. Huh. It was weird. It was weird. And um gosh, there was have you, you never heard of that series before? No. Yeah. They lived in Ponyland, I guess. And there was Starlight, Sweetheart, Melody, Patch, Clover, Bonbon, and Bright Eyes. And then they had two male ponies that had a little bit of romantic interest off and on. And they were Teddy, Ace, and Lancer. And it was, it was a cute show. It didn't last that long, though. Sweetheart reminds me a little bit of uh, Fluttershy, actually. So you're, you're hoping like they, they keep growing the world? Because it sounds like the way you described that, that starting in Gen 1, they live like in the forest. But as they go on yeah. over the generations, now they have like civilizations. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they showed more of the history, and I was wondering if they like could tie a little bit of G1 into the history of Ponyville a little bit more. Like, if they did another episode, like the, the Hearth episode, and then they actually like drew in like a shout-out, that'd be cool. You know, they did do that um, in the TV show Avengers Assemble, because it's the new uh, Marvel show that's on Disney right now, but the thing is, is before Avengers Assemble, they had Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and supposedly it's a prequel, and they had one episode of the new show, and when they did a flashback, they used the art style from Earth Mightiest Heroes, like old costumes from that show and everything, like old hairstyles, the characters even look like their physically disproportioned selves, <laughs> or like that 30 it's second fun to flashback. It's that kind of stuff. Hmm? That would be really cool. I know, and I just, I think if you need to see more of, like, Celestia and Luna and history and kind of learn how that is, that their whole royalty thing works, um, 
I would love I to know. see like their initial argument, which made her become Nightmare Moon. Yes. yes, yes, and that's what that fan video did so well. The the um I forget what it's called. The Hocus yeah. Pocus one. Yes, the, the Children of the Night. Children of the Night. Yes. I so know that. that's something we're probably going to see because they're they they're usually good about continuing continuity from season to season. Is we're probably going to see the Olympics, the Pony Olympics. The Pony Olympics. Yeah, because they had that entire episode about them choosing the Crystal Empire to be the location of the Pony Olympics, and they're really good about carrying that over to a new season. So we're probably going to see that, and we'll probably have an episode there. I wouldn't, but, mind, just, I wouldn't mind seeing some other, um, maybe another villain or two would be cool. You know, we'll probably get another big villain. I kind of wish they spent more time on the villain in the Crystal Empire, because he was, you know, just, like, the bad guy. But it's not like Discord where he had, like, really a background. Or it's not like the Queen and the Canterlot wedding one where she also had a background. He was just the scary guy who just sat outside the Crystal Empire staring at it. I know. So I know. I'd actually Keep really Sombra? like more with him just to get something with him. Yeah, Sombra. He was... He reminded me a little bit of a uh, G1 villain. Uh... I don't know. Turak. Turak from G1 was freaking scary. He, like, wanted to turn the ponies into dragons and something. Because <laughs> he had some magical thing where he could turn them into dragons. And then at the end of the day, just because I'm a Doctor Who fan, I want an episode with Doctor Who's. Yeah. I want to mind an episode with the mayor. Mayor, you know, Mayor Mayor. <laughs> mayor Mayor. Yes. I was actually really sad because we had a Hot Topic exclusive comic of um, Dr. Hoops and it was it had nothing to do with the actual like because Hot Topic actually does exclusive covers that you can only get there mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with the story on the inside um, but they had one it was Dr. Hoops and it had the weeping angel pony in the background as the statue and it was beautiful and fantastic but I, wasn't, I forgot to pick it up aww the exclusive right now is, I don't know what 80s movie it is, because I'm actually really bad and I haven't seen a lot of 80s classic movies, but the one where the guy holds the boombox above his head. Say anything. Yeah, they have that, and it's shining armor, and it's cadence. Oh, that's cool. That's, oh, that's the awesome. Hot Topic exclusive cover this month. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to check that out. I just wish they would come out on, you know, the things more. The, the trade paperbacks come back quicker. Yeah, I haven't really seen some because I've been wanting to pick up the comics as well, but like I already fell so far behind that I haven't been able to get it. Plus, I've been trying to pick up all the hot guys, so I can't say anything because I am a stupid huge fan of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye because it's the best thing Marvel's putting out right now. I don't remember Mar- Marvel lately, but yeah, I do know who Hawkeye is. You've read Marvel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're the same company. I, I've been a little lax in the, in the reading Marvel lately. Honestly, just pick up Pacquiao and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it is by far the best thing that they're putting out right now, and it's absolutely fantastic because it's what Clint Barton does on his days off away from the Avengers, and it's freaking hilarious. I'll have to check it out. Sounds like something to be on Tumblr. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. And the art's really minimalistic. They actually, um, I was reading some of the, the creator notes, and they were saying they really try to do no more than three to five colors in a panel, and they'll try to do three to five colors in the entire page. Oh, wow. That is yeah. interesting. It I is. Like and it's really, really cool art, too. Um, and I really enjoy whenever Matt Fraction puts in his comic book scripts, because I like reading comic book scripts. 
Any last minute closing thoughts that you want to give about My Little Pony? Uh, I think that people should watch the originals because they have their own charm. And there are people like who are on My Pony board, not My Pony board, but just the board I frequent, that have started collecting G4 and have now branched to G3, G2, G1. And What's the like, board that you keep uh, uh, mentioning? Like, does it have a name? Oh, it is, um, it's called the Arena. It's the pony, it's like My Little Pony Arena. Um, it's not a brony center board, though, so a lot of the topics. But we do talk about, like, the newest releases, and they'll post pictures of, like, the newest blind bag figures or whatever. I could have done a whole rant on the blind bag figures. You're lucky I didn't. <laughs> I'm guessing I they know. weren't good. What'd you say? Guessing they weren't good. Well, no, they're, they're great. It's just the attention and the amount of creativity they put into them. I really wish they'd put that into the brushables. Like a blind bag figure of Steven Magnet, you know, the sea serpent, is cool, but, like, an actual figure of Steven Magnet is neater to me. And in the 80s, like, every single freaking character on a cartoon had its own toy. Mm -hmm. That's how it was back then. But it was cheaper to produce them, so... I mean, there were a lot of ponies that they were only in one episode... The Big Brother ponies were in one episode of G1, and then they were like, here's a set of Big Brother ponies for you to go buy! <laughs> yeah. But now Hasbro's just like, hey, so we're gonna put Crystal, we're gonna put glitter inside Pinkie Pie, and we're gonna sell her with a car at Target, and then we're gonna take the other ponies, and we're gonna put glitter inside them, and they're gonna be the Crystal Empire ponies, but it's gonna be the same ponies you already know. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then you'll get none of Applejack. Yeah, you get none of Applejack. You know, it's funny though. Applejack is the most hard to find and sought after fashion style pony. She, I can understand that. She's pricey. They haven't re-released her. She's the only one who hasn't been re-released, and she's very pricey. She can go for around sixty to one hundred dollars on eBay. It's probably yeah. the reason why they haven't re-released it yet. I I got rid of mine. <laughs> so you excited for the new season? I am excited for the new season. Uh, the the huh? new season is November 23rd, when we'll be at a Chanicon. <laughs> oh, good. Well, better hope the hotel has home. I mean, that's that's a big weekend. That weekend is Enchanticon for us, My Little Pony. It's also the weekend of the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, and Catching Fire is coming out for Hunger Games. Oh my gosh, that is a big weekend. There's a big, big nerd fest. I know, and I was just like, man, I really want to watch the 50th anniversary while I'm there, but there's just gonna be no way I'm gonna be able to do it. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow, I don't follow, um, Doctor Who, but you might be able to do it. <laughs> I might be able to do it. If worst comes to worst, I'm gonna just watch it Sunday when I get to a place where I can just sit and do it. But, yeah, yeah big weekend. Alright, well, Bree, thank you so much for coming on my show. Yeah, no problem, it was fun. Do you want to give any last-minute plugs for your show? Uh, just othersidethemirror.com and thelitchline.com. That's about it. I Any Twitters or anything? you guys are? I know you're on Twitter, and I know you're on Facebook for Other Side of the Mirror. We're on Twitter at Other Side Ones, and we have a Facebook at Other Side Fans. I always forget it. And I haven't set one up for the Orange is the New Black one yet. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much. Next time, drag uh, Alex over so she can give her like a little mini rant about <laughs> how she feels about ponies. She loves them. 
I will thank you so much, and uh, thank you for listening to Hope of All Trades. My name is Hope Molinix, this is my co-host Bree, and I will see you next time. Oh, make sure you go and leave us a review. Um, it's a great way for other people to find our show and to help us get up there for you know people to find our show. I just said that twice because it's twice as important. All right, guys, thanks for listening. All right, bye. bye. Did you know that you can become a sponsor for any of our shows? What you need to do is go to the website at 2TrueFreaks.com. Then you click on the donate button and you can leave any donation of your choice, whether it's $2 or a bajillion dollars. If you want, you'll also have a chance to leave a message, but that's up to you. But please make sure you let us know which show you're leaving a donation for. And that way on our next episode, we can give you our thanks. The other way to make a donation is to go to the Amazon logo on our website before you make any Amazon purchase. When you click on it, take a straight to Amazon and then you can buy whatever you want. It's going to be no extra charge to you but we will get a portion of it and it really goes a long way and we're very thankful for it. So go make a donation today at 2TrueFreaks.com.